Workday afternoon replay from Money FM 89.3. Health Suites with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Health Suite. Broken bones and torn ligaments are quite common among young people, especially children, who are often involved in sports activities at school or during their own leisure time. Such activities like rugby, soccer, netball are rough in nature and may result in accidents that bring upon injuries which usually heal within a few months. But there may be less obvious injuries like hairline fractures and muscle strains, which are harder to identify immediately and could cause long-term problems later in life. It does not help that long-term preventive care often gets overlooked once the young person has recovered. Money FM 89.3 welcomes Dr. Derek O, consultant orthopedic surgeon at Island Orthopedic, a member of Healthway Medical Group, to tell us all about the implications from injuries sustained by the youth during sports activities. Welcome to the show. Kids get hurt. Yes. You know, by the very nature of their curiosity and them not knowing their limits yet, they probably get hurt more often than adults. Yes, they do. And the other thing is that the emphasis has changed even within the school system. It's no longer called ECA when we're growing up. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's CCA, which means that it's important, it's integrated, it's essential part of the curriculum. Mm -hmm. And so uh, they start sports at an earlier age. They start at a higher standard at an earlier age and they play a lot harder, they train a lot harder. So then the chances of getting injuries is definitely a lot higher. Mm-hmm. And the kind of injuries that they're getting, you know, being young. I remember a friend of mine who was the same age and we were in, I think, secondary one or something. He had dislocated his shoulder, ran into a tree, popped it back in and then continued to do what we were doing, which was an ECA. And only then told his parents at the end of the school day that he had hurt his shoulder. Now that came back as a recurring injury for the rest of his life because he didn't deal with it right away. So kids are also not the most aware of what they should be doing. I think there's also the fear sometimes that they're going to be blamed for the injuries. So I think it's important for the parents or the guardians to keep in mind that accidents happen. Sure. Some injuries can just be observed. And usually the things that we look out for, especially for like joints, will be anything that's painful, swollen or hot, uh, especially for a day or two after the incident, probably needs to be looked at rather mm-hmm. than just uh, laughed away or just overlooked. Mm-hmm. So things like that will help you keep injuries that are important in check and it doesn't allow problems to, to fester and get worse with time. All right. Can you give us some examples of common sports injuries in the youth? The commonest would be things like ankle sprains. Mm-hmm. Ankle sprains are seemingly innocuous and in most instances, nothing much happens. They hurt. Though. Yes, they do hurt. Uh, the problem is that they hurt less and less the more you do it. That's the really? problem. Because what happens is that the ligament gets torn. Mm-hmm. It tries to repair itself by scarring, but it doesn't go back to full strength. Mm-hmm. So it becomes easier to do it the second time round and it hurts less. And the third time round, it gets easier to do it and it hurts less. So after a while, the child just feels that he may be a bit clumsy. He mm-hmm. seems to be stumbling a lot, but it doesn't hurt very much, so he doesn't care. But what happens then is that you get damage to the cartilage and that could be a problem that causes arthritis later on in life. Okay, I did not realise that sprains in the same area hurt less every time you... They generally do. That's the problem. So it's a fallacy that if it's not painful, it's probably not a problem. Uh, the thing is that a lot of people write it off as just being clumsy rather mm-hmm. than true ankle instability, which is the problem that they get. A very simple test would be if you're walking along like 
let's say MacRitchie, where it's a uh, rough terrain. And you spend Yes. And you spend more time looking at the ground and looking at the scenery, looking mm-hmm. at the trees and the birds. You probably have some element of ankle instability because you've come to realise that if you're not careful about where you put your feet, you're going to stumble and hurt yourself. Okay, this is a very interesting injury because I can think of several of my classmates, schoolmates, over the course of my primary and, and secondary school education, not so much when I was in uh, pre-U, but when we were younger, who had ankle sprains, they were taped up, but a lot of them didn't seek medical assistance. What they'd do is they'd go home, parents would ice it, they'd put, you know, whatever sort of hot uh, aids on it and some kind of things that you can rub on, that you can buy from Guardian you know, or Generally, we try and avoid uh, heat. Heat will probably make the swelling worse. Really? We try and avoid rubbing because mm-hmm. rubbing will cause the inflammation to get worse. So probably elevation and icing it, resting it, probably but the best. But should they go to a doctor is, was my question. Okay, it's a little bit difficult to give just a blanket statement about this. Mm-hmm. I think if the child has got pain that makes activity difficult mm-hmm. after the accident, okay. definitely should get it looked at. Okay. If the swelling remains, if there are any mechanical symptoms, especially uh, there's a lot of swelling and locking, then the injury should definitely be looked at. Okay. Uh, but if it disappears, there's, there's not much problems with it, everything seems to be good, can probably choose to observe and see how it goes. It's difficult. It's really difficult to tell sometimes. And because the truth of the matter is, in this day and age, a lot of parents are better educated, so they like to self-diagnose uh, and self-medicate, yes. right? Let's and, save a few dollars. And not Dr. Going. Google. <laughs> and Dr. Google, yep. exactly. But you just said a sprain can cause you know more sprains. And at that point, that's actually potentially dangerous down the line. You can get more severity of injury down the line. Yes. Especially as you get older, arthritis being one of them. And the harder you play, the harder you work it, more likelihood of more problems. Okay, so that is definitely one of the areas where we can relook at how we take care of our children when they have a sprain, when they have a strain. How about torn ligaments? It's not going to be easy to diagnose. Um, right. The thing that you need to look out for will be symptoms of instability. Mm-hmm. So the commonest one would be things like an ACL tear, that's an anterior cruciate ligament. Right. That's probably the most important ligament in the knee. Mm-hmm. Uh, the symptoms would probably be something like pain when it happens, uh, maybe some swelling within the first few hours after the injury. Mm-hmm. And then pain disappears after a while. Swelling goes away after a while. Mm-hmm. And if you keep to straight line spots, like just running in a straight line, uh, you might not have too much symptoms. But if you do cutting spots, what we call things like basketball, soccer, where there's right. a lot of turning and twisting. And the ligament... Abrupt stops and moving. Yes. And, yep. and then the ligament, if it's deficient, will cause the knee to feel unstable. The mm-hmm. patient may feel that the knee feels weak or he has no confidence on that side. And he may prefer to turn one direction rather than the other just because the knee is, is unstable. Right. It takes a little bit of observational skill to actually pick it up because sometimes it can be missed. Now, let's go back to that ACL. I know people who started getting problems with their ACL in secondary school and they have carried those injuries into their adulthood and now it's even worse. Actually, one of my friends is looking at a surgical remedy. So is there something that we can do as with, for our children that might strengthen their knees? There's some training programs that help to strengthen the knees, teach the, the children how to land, how to jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, get the muscles strong. But the other component of it is also a recognition that certain sports, certain activities are more likely to have problems like that. Things like basketball especially, right. uh, where there's a lot of jumping, landing, mm-hmm. twisting, turning. And with the ball, uh, trying to grab the ball, pass the ball, you're trying to 
to twist and turn as well. Mm-hmm. And that puts a lot of stress on the ligament. So those are injuries that are more likely to occur. Right. But it's not solely exclusive because anything can cause the ACL injury. Mm-hmm. The other thing that happens is that it may have happened way back. But if you stick to straight line stuff, regular daily activities, you might not even feel a deficiency in the mm-hmm. ACL. But with our population getting more and more affluent, more and more people going to s- skiing and stuff like that, then you pick up the ACL injuries a lot more commonly because either they've injured it before and they injured it again during skiing or they actually feel that the knee feels too loose to participate in the sport. Okay, let's fast forward into adulthood. These children who pick up these injuries because they were very active as teenagers, perhaps. What are some of the problems that an an adult might have to be considering as they try to get fit? You know, like I said, I have a friend who's who had an ACL injury as a child. Now is looking at surgery as an adult. She probably picked up um, this sensation of the knee feeling weak Mm -hmm. or loose. And uh, she might actually be getting pain now because as the knee starts to move in dimensions that are not meant for it to move in, there's more rotation going on. There's going to be more wear and tear on the cartilage surfaces and more risk of damage to the meniscus. And these will cause pain. Mm -hmm. Whereas the ACL is relatively painless after the initial incident itself. Mm -hmm. So the meniscus and the cartilage may actually be the ones that signal the the problem within the knee because they are starting to get worn out, starting to get damaged by the instability caused by the ACL damage. Mm -hmm. And that is probably what caused her to seek medical attention. I think so. So that's already pretty late because by the time you come to that stage, more drastic things need to be done. So generally what I tell patients is this, the ACL sounds like a bad injury, but the Mm -hmm. truth is that we can build you a new ACL. Mm -hmm. But if you sustain cartilage and meniscus damage along the way, or because you neglect to get the ACL looked after. I can't give you a new meniscus. I can't give you new cartilage. Mm-hmm. It makes life a lot more difficult. It makes arthritis a lot more likely. Right. And you're going to lose function. You're going to lose uh, longevity in the knee. Mm-hmm. Okay, so again, is there treatment or prevention that we should be looking at as adults? Prevention. I think, well, one of the things, like I said, about skiing, mm-hmm. you got to look at your bindings, mm-hmm. your ski bindings. Depending on the kind of snow conditions you have, the kind of skier you are, you need right. to pay attention to what kind of bindings you're setting because if the, the skis don't come off the boot, uh, that huge torque that gets exerted across the knee is going to tear your ligament. Ooh, that does sound painful and it sounds like that would become a recurring injury. Would that be once well, you once you tear once that? Once you tear it, it's going to become <laughs> recurring. Yeah, it's going to become easier and easier to do it. What happens if you tear it again? Well, if it's a complete tear, there's no again. It's oh, there's gone. no again, it's yeah, gone. The ACL okay. doesn't heal well by itself. Okay. If it's a partial tear, uh, depending on your activity level, if you are involved in a um, heavy-duty stuff, cutting spots, mm-hmm. then you're going to feel the deficiency very greatly. But if you're like a couch potato, you might not feel... So would your advice problems. ever be stop that cutting activity, find something else? No. My personal philosophy on this is you like what you like Mm -hmm. and you should be able to do it as long as you can. Mm -hmm. And my job is to try and help you do that uh, within reason. Right. It's no point doing a lot of stuff that you don't enjoy because that's not living. So unfortunately, some sports are more prone to injuries. Some sports are a little bit more dangerous. Uh, But if you don't enjoy what you're doing, it's really not much point. I have to heartily agree with you. I play golf. Mm -hmm. I started playing golf very late in my life. And every second or third uh, golf game, I pull something. I suffer from tendonitis from years of playing competitive sport in something else. 
but I don't care. I will tape it up. I will take the painkillers. I will go and see my sports doctor, and I will keep playing golf. So Probably I, I, not a good idea to take <laughs> painkillers and play. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll argue about that off air. But um, I agree with the attitude of, of what you've just said, and I think that's absolutely brilliant. Now, what do we need to know to protect ourselves from greater injuries, though? Okay, I think recognition that the body needs a break, mm-hmm. so you can't do it every day, day in, day out. Mm-hmm. That's where cross-training comes in. It gives you the opportunity to develop other muscles, other skills. Right. gives you a chance to rest the things that are taking a beating from your regular activity, whereas you can still enjoy getting sweaty, uh, getting the, the heart rate up, getting a workout done. So the more you want to do a certain activity, I think the harder you need to train for it. Um, The other thing that I think is important as we all get older is the fact that you need to warm up before the activity Mm -hmm. and you need to stretch and cool down for the next day after activity. Because what happens is that if you don't warm up, you're going to tear something. If you don't stretch after, it's going to ache the next day and become sore and you can't do anything the next day. So warm up and the cool down are both important. All right. Thank you so much for coming in and talking to us. Dr. Derek O, any last words for our listeners before I let you go? Play hard, be safe, take care. All right. Thank you very much for joining us on Health Suites on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.